Lost in the Light, episode 31, The Preacher Main with Jamal Brown. And the idea for this particular episode originated from or was inspired by listening to a Kanye West verse on Pusha T's recent album, It's Almost Dry. The song is called Rock and Roll, featuring Kanye and Kid Cudi. At my core, I like listening to rap music that has lyrical quality, but also has that thump-like 808 type sound that keeps me engaged. And on occasions, I'll admit I do indulge in some ratchet hip hop. Yes, I do. Just because I like the vibe on occasions and sometimes it keeps my adrenaline high when I'm doing cardio in the gym. The last few years, the controversy and confusion around Kanye West has allowed many to discredit his genuineness, not only to the black community, but also his genuineness to God and what he says he believes being a born again Christian. Some say he's just putting on this whole Christian facade, this image to sell records and use God as a pun to stay in the headlines. Personally, I never bought that narrative because my spirit, my discernment never led me to believe that Kanye's transformation was fake. I've been a fan of Kanye since his first album, College Dropout, and although he did have a smash hit on there called Jesus Walks, if you pay close enough attention over the years, I believe you could tell that he's in a better place spiritually now than he was at then, which was around 04, 05. I believe his journey and transformation is authentic, but the difference is he's such a huge mega star that his journey is being televised daily was just a whole nother level. And the truth is, if we had as much coverage on our life as Kanye, people will witness a lot of inconsistencies with us, too. And that's whether we're, quote unquote, more mature in the faith or just starting our faith journey. Also, things that Kanye has said over the last few years in regards to his transformation and how he's dealing with life. Like you can't really fake those kind of words he was using. An example of what I'm trying to say is one day I was watching a Breakfast Club interview with Yo Gotti and his artist ESTG. And they asked Gotti how he became intrigued with ESTG's music. And Gotti basically said, when he listened to his music and certain things he was saying and how he said them, he could tell he was really from the streets, like really about that life, like not just saying stuff on a record, you know, just to fill in some some gaps or some holes like that. He was actually involved with the things that he rapped about certain buzzwords he picked up on because, you know, Yo Gotti, you know, obviously being from Memphis, you know, he's from that same environment. And participated in similar activities growing up in North Memphis. See, this is what I picked up on listening to Kanye the last couple years in his music and interviews I will uh, chime in on. I wouldn't call myself a professional Christian or should anybody else really, but I've been on a deep journey with God for the last 15 plus years that I've experienced and still experiencing different levels of what it is to be recognized as his child. So when I hear others just starting their faith journey, I can pick up on certain words that are said and it can confirm certain things for me, just as ESTG's words and his music confirmed a lot for Yogati. Now, on to this rock and roll song and the um, the title of this episode, Kanye has some pretty interesting words toward the end of his verse on that song that I want to talk about. He said, and I quote. When you're lost in the light, call on the light, 
follow the signs, walk in the shine. So I'll say it again. When you're lost in the light, call on the light, follow the signs, walk in the shine. First, when he says when you're lost in the light, I mean, slick sounds like an oxymoron when you think about it in a sense, because God is light. Like, how can we be lost in something that God inspired or is the essence of being lost in the light? Had me think of the transformation of Saul to Paul in the Bible. For those that are not familiar with Paul's history, he was first named Saul before God changed it. He was a very zealous and committed Jew that believed he was walking in the light, doing God's work by threatening, killing and throwing Jesus followers in prison. He was one of the witnesses of Stephen's brutal murder told in Acts 7, and he co-signed it. I want to start reading in Acts 9, 1. And again, unless I say different, it's always the new living. And this is kind of the beginning of the Saul to Paul transformation. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both men and women back to Jerusalem in chains. And as he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now, this is what you would literally would call being blinded by the light. A light from heaven shone down on Saul that made him fall to the ground. Think about that for a moment. Usually when something is too bright, we flinch, squint or put our hands up in the fence to block it. But something like that to put a grown man to the ground had to be a supernatural moment. And it's ironic because before that moment on the on the way to Damascus, Saul, in my view, was still blind when you think about it. But instead of it being from the from the light that shone down from heaven, he was blinded by the illusion of light, which was religion, division and tradition. He thought he was walking in God's light by doing all he could to expose, belittle and terrorize Jesus followers. But in reality, he was blinded by the illusion of light given to him by the enemy, the devil. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen and 15. But I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants would also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And it's no coincidence, the author of those verses in that book in Second Corinthians is from Paul, you know, formerly known as Saul, because who would know best than what he just said in that verse of of being, you know, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light than himself, because he, too, thought he was walking in the light in Acts before going to Damascus. Like he thought he was walking in that light. 
So he spoke of that in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. So being lost in the light or what some may perceive as being big G, God's light is a real thing. Today, we have a lot of the same thing going on. People want to expose, belittle or terrorize those in the faith because they're too blinded by religion, division and tradition. They believe they're doing the body of Christ a favor by exposing things they don't have the full context of or not showing the amount of grace needed for them to get back on track. They rather burn bridges for the sake of Jesus rather than build them. There are certain things that need to be exposed. I will admit that I'm not the one. Oh, don't you don't need to expose anything. But but for real, the majority of those things are systems, not people. Most people's we don't like or don't agree with largely are just a victim of a system. In Ephesians 6, 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against the evil spirits in the heavenly places. All those rulers, authorities and spirits are concerned with is creating a system. World systems are run by people but the influence to implement them does not come from their own brain or intuition It's bigger than that. And that's one of the main you know, reasons why prayer is important. Now, let's finish this Kanye verse. I went over the first part of being said when we're lost in the light. Now, the next part of that line is call on the light. This is a little bit more straightforward. Let's go back to Acts nine. But let's key in on verses three through five. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down on him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. See, in verse five, Saul called on the light when he asked, who are you, Lord? And if you look at that text, you'll see Lord with a lowercase l. But when you look at other references of the Lord in that same chapter, it's with a capital L. And I find stuff like this interesting because to me, it's like telling a story without telling a story. All right, let's go. Second Corinthians four, four. And that says Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable, unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. It says Satan is the God of this world, which is a lowercase g, meaning he is the ruler of this world system and how it operates. And Lord is another way to reference and call on God. So could it be that when Saul said, who are you, Lord, with the lowercase l, he was referring to the Lord he had the most allegiance to at that moment, which was Satan. Because, again, being lost in the light or in this situation, the illusion of light has Saul to believe terrorizing and killing Jesus followers was a righteous cause. That's just something to think about. I didn't want to dive deep into that particular topic or point I just made with the little L or in the little G and stuff. It's just something I wanted to just kind of pinpoint out. And I may revisit that uh, in a later episode or another pod. So Saul called on the light, right? Now, the next two parts of the Kanye verse pretty much go together, kind of like a cause and effect. He said, follow the signs, walk in the shine. 
uh, Acts 9 again. Uh, let's get into, let's key in on verses 10 and 11. Now, there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. See, God used Ananias to help Saul regain his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. But it was up to Saul and his men to follow the initial sign, the instruction to continue on the road to Damascus. The rest of the passage, verses 13 through 17, Ananias had reservations about going to Saul. And I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, if you if you knew his reputation and who he was like, you know, you, you kind of get a nice in verse 13 it says, but Lord exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. And if you read the rest of that chapter in Acts 9 and really the next 11 books of the Bible, you'll see how Saul was turned to Paul, follow the initial instruction, the sign the Lord gave him to continue to Damascus, allowed him to forever walk in his shine. And because Paul walked in his shine, many of us now have the opportunity and access to read and hear the word as freely as we do. Those lines from Kanye's verse, without hearing any commentary directly from him and you know, in my eyes, point to a Saul-like transformation and maybe in a more personal way for Kanye, maybe be describing his own transformation and how he views himself on his faith journey. Now, that's just the beauty of art and music, because certain things I may resonate with in my perspective when I listen, it may be totally different with you or your perspective or interpretation. The point I wanted to get across was being lost in the light is one of the most dangerous things we can do because, as I said earlier, some people's definition of quote-unquote light is nothing but the illusion the devil gives them and they mask it as a righteous cause. All the shootings we've had here in the United States lately in Buffalo, Texas, and California, the people responsible for those in their mind had a righteous cause, as crazy as that may sound. They were lost in the light given by a perverted enemy that his only goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. But if we call on the light, Jesus, and follow his signs, his instructions, we'll be able to walk in his shine and not be so easily thrown off track by the counterfeit light the devil puts in our way. Again, thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a good review and comment. And if you've bowed it, give me five stars. And until next time, salute.